everyone. Welcome back to Central American Voices. I'm your host, Alejandra Quiroz. Gracias por sintonizarnos una vez más. So today we're talking with Maria Alfaro. Maria is a first-generation Salvadoran American from Junkers, New York. She's a speaker leader and passionate change maker in her community. She's a founder and president of a nonprofit organization, Que Paso Latinx. Her mission is to destigmatize mental health through healing conversation and Latinx culture by educating and empowering the community. Maria holds a bachelor in behavioral science and a master in organizational leadership. So thank you, Maria, for being, you know, with us today. Today is actually the first episode of a series that we're going to have all the month of May, which is mental health series. So thank you, Maria, for everything. For, thank you for accepting first <laughs> of being with me, me today. And it's an honor to have you here. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I'm excited to come on and share and talk about mental health with everyone. Yes. So let's start first with like, like the basics, you know, um, like we had said it before and then it like most likely most of our listeners know that mental health is not something that is talked about much, um, in our community and in, in general. So for introduction of mental health, uh, what is mental health and what is important to talk about it? Okay. So, I mean, in a nutshell, mental health is, us taking care of our minds. So that's our emotional, our psychological, and our social well-being. So these are the things that impact how we think, how we behave, and most of all, how we feel. And naturally, these are the things that we hold inside. And unlike physical illness, mental health, mental illness happens in our minds, right? So these are the things that, this is the reason why it's important to talk about it because it happens in our minds, which unlike physical illness, many times um, you can't see what someone's going through emotionally, mm -hmm. psychologically, um, because it happens inside. And so if we talk about these things that we all go through, we all go through them because we all have a mind, we all have feelings, emotions, um, we're all human. So we all go through these struggles, whether someone may go through them um, less severe than others may, but we all go through, through mental battles. Uh, so it's important to talk about it because the more we speak about it and have it out there in the open, the more others are able to relate to that struggle because it, it's it's a struggle because of the stigmas mm -hmm. that that have or, or that still exist and that have existed. Mm -hmm. um, and the more we talk about it, the less that that stigma will stand because it'll just become something that's normal, right? It'll become mm -hmm. just like I see. So like here in my hometown of Yonkers, I see um, they host like health fairs, right? And then you look mm -hmm. for anything related to mental health and you don't see it. And that's the problem. The problem is that mental health should be held in the same light as physical health because they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I think the more we talk about that and the more we normalize that, the the stigma will start to go away. 
So that's that's one of the, a little bit of the reason why I think it's important to open up and talk about our mental health, our mental struggles. Yeah, definitely. And like, uh, it's really like, it's really true how you say like, it should be treated equally, like the physical health. Um, and also, like I was telling you before, like recording, like, there's many other who like might not be familiar with like, oh, okay, what is actual mental health? Because we don't take in consideration that side of us, you know, We're like, it's just like, oh, well, I went through and that's it. It's not like I went through and that's it. It's like, that will, if it's not impacting you right now, it might impact you years later. And that's when you're going to see the change. And that's when you're going to, um, what's it called? Realize it, that it might just not have been just on a, you know, a minor thing. Yes. So, absolutely. So, you know, for me, like mental health, like it hasn't been introduced in my life for like a long time. This is something I talked to you before. That's mm-hmm. probably like two to three years max, I'll say. Um, so imagine and that was me googling you know mm-hmm. oh like why do i feel this way you know what i mean like googling or like seeing a picture on instagram or seeing like something in facebook that describes and that might have like that might have been like oh that's how i feeling like what is this and that's going so like the accessibility and the way of how like conversation goes about is not out there you know and this is, this is, you know, what I told you, like, this is like the main point that I want to create this uh, series because it's like, well, I'm, I'm not, not even talking just from my point, but like, I know others have like, might feel the same way that we don't have those type of conversation or those type of what it is, or in my head had like um, a bad experience with something um, in this case, like with a therapist or that they don't want to start talking about the, you know, what is mental health and what is it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that happens a lot of the times because of the stigmas that, that exist mm-hmm. within our community, right? Which are go back to just generations because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. ends up being where the generation before us thought this way and the generation before that, and it just trickles down to us. And here we are, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so the stigmas like La Ropa Sucia, um, no se lava en casa so ajena. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. there's that, right? Just um, so mm-hmm. like the the dirty the dirty laundry, you don't wash it in, in someone else's house, like a stranger's house. Mm-hmm. In regards to mental health, that's like you don't go and talk about the business that or anything that happens in your household afuera de la casa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. yeah. But sometimes it's like we need that. Because, and and the thing is, it's to do it not with the intentions of saying, oh, this and this happened to me, esto me pasa, o o me siento así, like I feel this way. No, it's it's, if you do it in like, in an empowering and in a healing way, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that makes the difference. So, So there's that stigma. There's also... Um, the stigmas around, like, I've heard, like, I know growing up for me, it was like when, um, oh, ella se siente, no, no, no le pasa nada, solo se siente, son los nervios, los nervios. Mm-hmm. And, but in reality, that's like anxiety a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And yep. the reason that's a stigma is because anxiety is real, right? We're talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. It's it's, yeah. it's not just in our heads, which is another stigma that people like to think, you know, oh, no, mm-hmm. so you know, it's all in your head. And 
if we if we're able to if those around us are able to accept that that's true and it's not just nervios or or something like that then we can we feel more comfortable reaching out for help to manage that anxiety and if we can manage that anxiety or whether it be anxiety depression uh panic attacks whatever that may be or looks or whatever it looks like to to mm-hmm. each of us then if we're able to manage it we are able to live our lives you know more at peace more you know more at ease mm-hmm. because we can control our minds through that mm-hmm. and and that's that's really all mental health is that's really all it is being yeah. able to manage our minds and our behaviors and our thoughts which are influenced by so many different things mm-hmm. because there's the the biological component because mental health mm-hmm. mental illness mental conditions um they're both uh, they can be inherited through either your genes, whether mental illness or mental conditions exist um, in your family. And a lot of the times, even if it does exist within your family, a lot of the times it has to do with the environmental. So like if you've gone through traumatic experiences, um, abuse of any sort, and um these are the things that impact our mental health. And so, like I said, it's just mental health is just about being able to to manage day to day, just like we do physically. Mm-hmm. Right. We go to the doctor. We're supposed to go to the doctor every year for a physical. Right. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with our mental. The same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But in this case, they don't they don't see it as, you know. Right. 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 Yeah, and then it's true how you said, like, you know, there's a, the, the phrase of, like, you know, los sapitos, you know, like, se lavan en la casa, no se lavan en ropa ajena. Um, but I, I also have heard, like, the, um, you know, sacaron los trapitos al sol. That's another one that I've heard. But I don't uh-huh. think it's, where did you? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, but one of the biggest one that I have heard, and this is, it goes to my second question, is about being crazy. You know, it's like, you know, the the title like in, in Espanol sería estás loco um, o loca, uh, you know, and then just crazy how when someone goes to seek help, for example. And the reason why I brought this question is because when, um, and, you know, any of the listeners who have listened to the episodes a long time and um, know that my parents got divorced. So that was the reason I migrated. But during that process, before migrating, my mom did put me with the therapist because I was the, <laughs> la consentida de papi, right? <laughs> so that changed in my life. Of course, it hurt me. And I, I never... I don't know. I think until today, I realized like the effect that like truly the effect that had in my life. Um, but I did went to a therapist and I had the worst experience ever. <gasps> it oh, was no. like um, every time I, I went, she would make me, I felt like she was a propósito hacerme llorar. And I didn't want to keep crying. She would like put me to close my eyes and imagine my dad, but I wanted to not imagine my dad, if that makes sense. Just oh, yeah. because I wanted to not like forget him because I mean it's my dad, but it was like I want to heal the space that he left in my life, you know. But every time I'll go, he I rem- I like I clearly remember the day that like she made me cry and she's like, oh remember that you t- dad is like dad is here, and I just cry and cry because I didn't want to you know and like 
she had me like in the in the office and I was like and 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 I remember getting out of my uh, like the 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 office and I went to my mom and I was like I don't want to go back and then my mom was like what no because she's making me cry and I'm like hey, I'm very sentimental but I'm like like you know in the in the face that like you know cositas me hacen llorar me pongo like sad but like I I was like I in the case because of how society have mentalized myself I was like I, I I'm not crazy why I don't want to be here why is she making me cry I I know you're putting me here because of my you know like my dad left you know but I don't I don't I I don't want to come here every single week so to someone to remind me that my dad left right and that's why I never went back so I wanted to ask you that like why when we don't when we talk about you know well, first of all, why would we talk about mental health in our houses? Um, it's never, it's always categorized like crazy, or sometimes we don't talk about. And like I said, it that's that's a like a very personal experience that I went through, and I was like, I don't want to go. So that's why, like, I every time, like, I th I think about therapists. Um, growing growing up, that's why I thought like, oh, I'm gonna go there, and they're going to make me remember what I want to forget. Oh, so no. like if, if I, I don't know how like if that if that, if that I, question makes sense you know mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> no 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 I get it I get it and I'm so sorry to hear that you had that terrible experience um with therapy mm -hmm. um because it shouldn't be you know that traumatic I mean yeah. in my in my personal opinion yeah. I feel like healing looks so different for everybody right mm -hmm. so I mean if at the moment you didn't want to cry. You know, maybe mm -hmm. your therapist should have like, I mean, I'm not a therapist, so I, you know, I can't say, but mm -hmm. I mean, anyone just common sense, you would think that someone would um, like try something different, right? Mm -hmm. Because if yeah. that's not what you're, it doesn't mm -hmm. feel right to you at the moment, you know, but, mm -hmm. and yeah, healing looks different for everyone. So, um, but your question, yeah. So like seeming, you know que la persona está loco o loca si parecen de la salud mental o if they have like a mental condition, right? Mm -hmm. So for me that um first I think that it that exists because mm -hmm. within not just the Central American community but also I think just um within a, a lot of communities of color um there tends to be that we don't want to appear weak, right? We want, we have mm. to be like strong. strong and that's something amongst men and women. Um, mm -hmm. And I've seen it, you know, growing up, I've seen it within my family. And I feel like that has a lot of, uh, that has a lot to do with that stigma of, um, of like seeming crazy or seeming like, you know, Oh, you, or seeming weak, seeming weak where you can't, you know, like mm -hmm. you can't handle this. That's and you know, you're stressed out, you're weak because you can't deal with all of this. When in reality, that's not, that's not normal. You know, a lot of us within the Central American community, the Latinx community, a lot of us come from parents who work hard and we work hard, right? It's what we've taught. It's what, what, you know, we're built on. And yeah. Just the same, we have to take care of ourselves. And that's really mm -hmm. what it boils down to. Like I was saying at the beginning, being able to find ways to cope, to release stress, positive ways. Mm -hmm. This is all what, you know, what these, this is all what mental health is about. 
And mm-hmm. if we're able to find, you know, and this is why also it's so important to talk about it, because if we're able to find these ways to to manage day to day, the small things that we can do, like earlier we were talking about dancing, right? Salsa dancing. Yeah. So these those small things that we can do, even just waking up in the morning and like opening the curtain and, and letting in the sun and just intentionally letting it sit there and like you, you absorb it, you know, mm-hmm. so these are things that we're not are not spoken about and not, and not talked about in a light to intentionally and purposely um, take care of ourselves mm-hmm. because we're mm-hmm. so busy, you know, working. Mm-hmm. We have to keep going, you know, in la lucha, siguiendo, you know, trabajando mm-hmm. and taking care of our families, you know, our parents. Mm-hmm. So um, with regards to that, like appearing crazy, um, I'll tell you for me, that personally, um, that has to do um with the reason why with the founding story behind Gebasola mm-hmm. and X. So I'll talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that. But um it goes hand in hand. So my mom, I she's been bipolar since the age of 10. So she's battled with this disorder her whole life. And so for those who don't uh, know what bipolar disorder is, it's a dis- a mental condition in which um a person's mood fluctuates from they go through episodes of like um, really deep depressions to very intense manic highs in their emotions. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a roller coaster, and with medications, it can be um, managed, and people mm-hmm. can live, you know, normal, um, very normal lives. And so, but with my mom growing up. I never knew that she had this condition. And mm-hmm. so there were times where she um, would go into the psychiatric hospital because mm-hmm. there were times where she would go through the, the manic high, which means that she would, um, this, this um, when they go through the, these periods, these episodes, they deal with um, behavior such as um feeling like they, they can accomplish like anything in the world sort of like i'm not sure if you saw when kanye west went on like a rant and he um when he was running he wanted to he ran for president oh yeah mm-hmm. so that video um i highlighted that video because he wasn't i mean he's bipolar also and so that was him going through a manic episode because he doesn't take medications from what i heard at that time Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like the perfect example of a manic episode because he was like running for president. He felt like he could take over the world. And he was like saying, you know, he started crying during that. And that, that really just highlighted the, you know, mm-hmm. the bipolar, um, at that moment. And so with my mom, I didn't know this growing up. So when she'd go mm-hmm. through these episodes, she would say, you know, just like Kanye West, he said something about like uh, them wanting to abort their first child or something like that during that rant. And, you know, things that he probably wouldn't have said, you know, if he wasn't going yeah. through this. So a lot of the times hurtful things can come out of it. Um, and so growing up, when my mom would go through these episodes and we got her the help she needed. She would go to a psych hospital mm-hmm. maybe for a few weeks and she'd relax her mind. They'd adjust her medications and she'd be, she'd be fine. But going through this growing up, this happened um, very, very often, maybe every other year or so, maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. 
And I didn't understand it because I didn't know. We just knew she was yeah. going to the hospital. Y me decían que mami estaba enferma. And now I look mm. back at it. I'm like, okay, see, si, mami estaba enferma. But, you know, I, I thought that she was sick, you know, maybe physically, because mm-hmm. I didn't know that we were going to the psych hospital. And because mm-hmm. um, we, we and we were, weren't allowed to go in because we were underage at that point. And mm-hmm. so um, we waited in the waiting area. So we didn't know any better. Right. And mm-hmm. I guess looking back now and looking at my dad and, and mi abuela, who would t- just tell us que mami estaba enferma, um, they did it. Obviously, how do you explain something like that to a child, you know, mm-hmm. at the time? So, but this led me to um, wanting to learn about her condition when I was 16 years old and in high school. And mm-hmm. it was through um, a program at my high school. It was a scientific research program. And they allowed us to pick a topic of choice and we were going to read journal articles about it throughout my three years in the program. And so mm-hmm. I selected to read about mental conditions. And I have this whole binder, like this thick, and I still have it to this day, full of journal articles around uh, mental conditions. And so this mm-hmm. really helped me learn not just about mental conditions, not just about bipolar disorder, about my mom. It helped me better understand her behaviors and it really like healed my whole life because I grew up people you know saying oh mommy you know like like people outside of like our family who didn't understand it was like oh yes you know when she'd have these mm-hmm. erratic and and behaviors mm-hmm. that were just simply a part of her condition and just like mm-hmm. I didn't understand it right growing up mm-hmm. and so that that stigma I you know like I've seen it growing up through her but through the research and through so that in high school going back to that that sparked my passion to learn about mental health and so that that's when I went to college to study um, behavioral sciences and I learned a little more. Right. But mm-hmm. it's definitely um, it definitely really um, stands in the Latino community, Latinx community, mm-hmm. um, that stigma. Mm-hmm. And I see, like I said, I've seen it firsthand growing up, but I do know that we can also educate ourselves and, and learn about it little by little to mm-hmm. slowly eliminate that. Because like earlier, before we started us recording, like mm-hmm. I said, it's it wasn't until so high school I learned a little bit and then went off to college, I learned a little bit more. And so it wasn't really up until like a few years ago where I was really able to see and understand my mother's condition and, and really, really mm-hmm. learn um, fully the the depth of her condition. And mm-hmm. so that helped me so much that helped me so much. And it's helped those in my family understand it's helped my dad understand. And, um, it's, it's really, um, and these are like the ways that we can help like, and, and eliminate the stigma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then how's your mom doing now? She's good. She's good. I feel like through me, um, becoming knowledgeable and, and learning more about, mental health in general and 
I have, so it's me and my younger sister and I've been able to, um, you know, help my younger sister and my dad understand Mm -hmm. more and even her siblings. Um, she's been able to feel so much more supported and so, Mm. so much more seen because she, she didn't feel that growing up and I, because she, she's told me. And so now that we understand now, she just feels like, wow, you know, like I'm understood for once. Mm -hmm. And nobody now associates the behaviors that come from her condition with her. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's her condition. And we know that that's something out of her control. And then there's mommy, you know, the jokester Mm -hmm. woman with the huge heart. And that's, you know, that's her. Mm -hmm. And that's always, you know, that's always her, but sometimes that's just what happens. Just like, you know, just like with physical illness, right? There are, it's the same, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know where it's it's very like I mean the story of how you got involved is like you know from your mom you know and trying to learn more about her conditions and everything I think it's very like important how you said like oh then now you can help your family you understand because I feel like nowadays in the household not everybody can you know go and research and read all of the brain and become knowledgeable about mental health in order to help you know because um you know it might be in one household that it might be a person with the same you know bipolar behavior just like your mom but they're not understood and i'm glad that your mom now feels that scene feels like this understanding maybe you know the relationship has come you know to better because i I mean i have never lived with someone and with a bipolar uh you know disorder i think mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. okay um so i don't know what the you know like relation is when when it comes to those you know stages so i feel like now knowing like hearing you talking how you know learning about it have helped you and your family i know that and i mean we should all know that once we start talking about mental health health and then helping those who need it i mean we all need it but like those who Mm -hmm. most need it (laughs) yes um, you know I feel like the relationship in those uh, in the household will be more like I don't know calmado because I, sí. I know there's mm-hmm. some people who goes through a lot of you know back and forth with like the member and that is the reason because you don't understand the other person that that person's you know uh, condition is out of their hands. Absolutely yes, and and it goes the same for like you know everyone listening. It's it's the same mm-hmm. not just with you know mommy's bipolar disorder but it's the Mm -hmm. same for any condition and Mm -hmm. whether it be anxiety depression Mm -hmm. you know if you have panic attacks um Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you Mm -hmm. it's it's the same thing the more we understand you know like you said Mm -hmm. the more those relationships will also be better because we were able to to relate and we're able to um, understand each other better Exactly. And then one of the questions that I wanted to re- ask you now that you talk about this is like, how does mental illness look on a like um, everyday basis uh, from like a more cl- clinical diagnosis? Because I know like, for example, I had, like I said, after the, uh, the experience that I went with, I have never been to a therapist again, you know, but okay. I, like I told you before, um, now after years now trying to learn more about mental health i know instances in my life that i have my um experience some type of mental you know 
illness that now I see it, but I have never gotten diagnosed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so like, how does the, how, how does those things look like, you know, like an everyday basis, mental illness, uh, or in the more clinical diagnosed. And for those out there, like the, my, you know, I mean, resources for therapists is very expensive sometimes. So, um, does it affect if you get self-diagnosed or how does that look? Yeah, that's that's great. I think to highlight um, because that I think that's where it starts, right? Like the whole mm-hmm. misconception around. So there's mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like our physical health, and then there's mm-hmm. mental illness. I and I hate that word. I hate mental illness. The word mm-hmm. I, I I like to use mental condition because I just feel okay. like illness is just so like I don't know. <laughs> but uh, okay. so there's like mental health. And then there's mental conditions. So, mm-hmm. um, and this is, so I am not, um, you know, I'm, I don't do clinical work, so I'm not like a mm-hmm. social worker therapist, but I know mm-hmm. in, in research and just mm-hmm. in, in general, mental health versus mental conditions, right? So mm-hmm. mental conditions or illnesses are those require that clinical diagnosis and Mm -hmm. typically those are when the mental um like the behaviors Mm -hmm. that we experience mentally um emotionally uh psychologically when these behaviors start to um, impact and affect our day-to-day life so that's when we start seeing the changes in our behaviors where let's say um the big one um, that we tend to see is like when there are changes in behavior. So like, let's mm-hmm. say you're sleeping way too much or you're mm-hmm. not sleeping and, and that's not, and let's say that's not your normal, right? Where mm-hmm. you, you notice your, your sleep um, changing. Um, also eating mm-hmm. where you're like either eating too much or you're eating less than what you normally mm-hmm. would. These are different behaviors that, maybe we, we may not even realize are happening. Mm-hmm. And so, which is another reason, you know, going back to our initial point, the, the importance of talking about it, mm-hmm. because sometimes we don't, we're, we're just living day to day, you know, in the hustle and the bustle, mm-hmm. working school, whatever that may be, taking care of kids, you know, being there for our parents. And we may not even realize that um, these things are happening. I know for me personally, I've, I've noticed that and it takes for, you know, someone close to like point out like, Hey, you know, I noticed, you know, this is a little bit off. And then you're able to like take a step back and like self-reflect and say, wait, you're right. You know, I, you Mm -hmm. know, and so that's, that's more on like mental illness conditions. Right. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. mental health, it's just like our physical health. So it's where. Mm-hmm. Where what do we do day to day to make ourselves feel good emotionally, psychologically, mm-hmm. socially? Um, so it's like, what small steps can we take today? So that's like self care, whatever mm-hmm. self care looks like to you. Um, just like if um, you know, like if you have like high blood pressure, right? People have high blood mm-hmm. pressure; they have to take. Um, a medication every day, a pill every day to mm-hmm. monitor that. Right. So it's like, what are we going to do? What dose of self-care, self-love are we going to mm-hmm. indulge in today 
to make sure that we feel good mentally. So that's mm-hmm. that's the really the main differences between like mental health in general and then when it comes to mental conditions, mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. know you didn't like that word. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but... no, it's okay. It's that's just me. I always say that. It's just I just feel like there's such a a negative connotation mm-hmm. around that word, and I feel like you know that the the language around. Mm-hmm. Many of the things we talk about when it comes to this subject of, of mental mm-hmm. health and the mind, um, I know, it'll, you know, I, it, I feel it, you know, the atmosphere mm-hmm. is changing now in society. And um, but yeah, that's just a word that I feel like has such a negative <laughs> ring to it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, and I get it now that I like I, I reiterate it, like it, it does have a like bad connotation to it. So I totally understand that. Mm-hmm, but yeah. um it is very like um important to know those differences because I personally didn't know that until right like right now like you're explaining it. Um, also because I I tend to say this a lot of what it comes to, um, what's it called? media has a lot to do of how we perceive a person with mental health. And why I say this is because you know, um, I studied film and then going to film school they make you watch like. A tons of movies you know uh, mm-hmm. and even in my data you know sometimes you know you just like to watch movies and enjoy i don't know movies and shows and tv shows right but when a person is like immense like has a mental condition or like has you know is going through it serious mental health they always have like this tons of medication and they're always making them look like they're going to lose yes yes and like I feel like when you see in that, like when someone tells you, oh, you know, like you might have, you know, like, you know, like friends looking for friends, you know, like, hey, you need to like, look, you know, no te estás comiendo, no estás comiendo como antes. Like, are you doing well? You know, like, because people can tell. And then like, have you thinking, you know, as a type of depression, you know, like I, you know, just friends asking, they might see that like, I'm not looking that person just because Personally, I feel the media has a lot of influence in society and how we perceive others and how we perceive our condition and how we like interact with others. So I have seen that um, in the environmental of media that we might not know that how we see each other when it comes to this topic is because based on like a movie or based yes, on the show that we saw. Absolutely. That it, yes. Alanda, I was recording mm-hmm. a another another podcast um mm-hmm. maybe a few months ago right and i was mm-hmm. talking to them about my story um the founding story behind que Paso La Inex, mm-hmm. you know with regards to my mom and so mm-hmm. i was telling them the part of where she would seek the help and she would end up in the psychiatric mm-hmm. hospital right and so mm-hmm. one of the podcast hosts she wanted me to like explain more on what that looked like because in her mind she said that mm-hmm. and I guess like you said this has to do with the media where mm-hmm. she said that in her mind she pictured like my mom in the hospital in one of the straight jackets like the white straight jackets yeah, that they have like the that. people in mm-hmm. like that and that's absolutely mm-hmm. not what it looks like absolutely not it's it's really like mm-hmm. at least like I know that the hospital where she has gone for many years and we were actually just there today. I was at an appointment with her. And it is so, mm-hmm. 
serene, so peaceful. They have like this nice campus with like grass and flowers. Mm-hmm. And um, when she has been hospitalized in the past, they have different mm-hmm. group sessions where they can um, speak to each other. They write poetry. They do arts and crafts. It's absolutely not that, but that's what not the media that. portrays. Mm-hmm. That's what the media portrays. Yeah. So, of course, that's what, what people are going to think. And yeah. so you're absolutely will... right. Mm-hmm. Well, right now that you said, like, about the little white straw, I just remember last novelas. <laughs> that they always, <laughs> at the end of every novella, they will have someone in that book. Like exactly, that. you see? And that's, like, imagine. That's why people mm-hmm. think that, you know, that, that stigma with que son locos mm-hmm. o que están locas because that's, what, that's mm-hmm. what's portrayed, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And then it's it's really sad. Like and I feel like we don't take a second to realize how media influence other like so much in our lives. So that's why I like I always try to incorporate the media when it comes to topics like this because that way we can see like, oh, you know, it actually that's not what it real like life looks like. It's honestly is from the media and just making a lot of cositas in my cabeza. And I know sometimes it might not be in that way, but because it has been repeatedly being uh, normalized on the environmental, like the media, how to portray someone. Like if, if like for example, someone write about the person is, um, is battling with mental health, depression, stuff like that, they will assume that it will be like that. You know what I mean? Um, um Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying from a point of view of writers directors and all that but that, i'm just saying like that's why like they would just assume that and in reality that's not the case um and another thing that i really wanted to ask you and it, i mean it this is the whole conversation and we can talk i mean <laughs> days for this <laughs> yeah is how how to start incorporating and normalizing talks about mental health in our household because i feel like I mean, maybe like in my family, is it has been easy talking with my mom and like have this conversation. But I think about all those families who are close minded, you know, like they're they just don't want to accept sometimes. Or like if you have a very, you know, close minded dad or uncle or, you know, abuela, abuelo, tío, tía, lo que sea, cousin, um, how can we start normalizing? You know, like not from or like, in, very like more like professional but like just like a normal talk between like family members how can mm-hmm. we start doing that so for me so like I know with um like personally with my dad I've um with the advocacy that I do right and sharing our story and before um I used to have a blog um Que Paso Latina and that's where I really um started advocating for mental health and I was sharing a lot about our story. And then I would start to tell my dad, um, you know, that I was doing this and putting it out there. And he was like, Ay, mija, ¿por qué estás haciendo eso? You know, que todo el mundo va a saber de lo que I'm like, pa. I'm like, pa. Todo el mundo también sí pasa por, pasan por estas cosas, you know, mentally. Mm-hmm. We, like I said, we all go through these things mentally. Mm-hmm. So for me, I guess that, the way it looked for me starting that conversation was um, telling my dad, you know, like we all go through this, but I think that in general um, being able to start that conversation with just like a simple, like, Oh, como te sientes hoy? Like, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Or if you notice that somebody is um, acting a little, you know, indifferent, 
mm-hmm. just give you know asking that simple question like oh how's it been going you know like is everything you know all right mm-hmm. um because that's where it starts sometimes like we're just we just live in this in this culture of like always just working and going and doing mm-hmm. this and you know we're always so busy right and so sometimes that's all somebody needs is mm-hmm. to be asked like how are you doing you know how are you doing como te sientes hoy you know um if you see someone's acting a little off like what can i do to help you feel a little better even something mm-hmm. like that can turn someone's day upside down and, and mm-hmm. make them feel great so i think starting small is always that's that's what i say always is starting small with like those simple things because you there's no way that you can um because of the stigmas right that exist there's no way that we can just start the conversation off with like okay i think you should see a therapist or vice versa you know wh- whichever way mm-hmm. it's going you know if the conversation's like the other way around um because i don't think that's that's really realistic mm-hmm. so starting mm-hmm. small asking those you know regular questions that sometimes day to day we just overlook and and we really don't you know we take for granted mm-hmm. those small things that are so simple to do yeah and it is very true like with the como esta so like i i i i work at mcdonald's in the mornings and i often mm-hmm. say myself that uh, i always ask the customer oh hi how are you doing i always get like so many you know how are you doing how is how's your day going because i feel like i'm the first person in the morning that they see before they grab their coffee <laughs> so mm-hmm. i don't want to have to like it but the, you yes. will be surprised how many people will tell you their life story in a drive-thru and i have learned this so much and even like family members are like how do you know that you don't have a lot of time <laughs> You'll be surprised how many stories I have felt like, like people who like animals just have died and then nobody have asked them that question, oh, you know, no. how are you feeling? And they just drop in tears. Yes. And I'm like, do you want your Like, <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing right now, but like, oh, you know, like, you no, know what I, I mean? Know. Like, it, it's so it, true. Like, yeah. So I feel like we go, like I said, in a life where especially here in the United States, that everything is working, doing something, doing mm-hmm. something, moving everywhere. And we never take the time to ask each other, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? Like, you know what I mean? Because it, it might be the person had a good day or it might be the person who's got a bad day or the person is going through something completely, you know, like that is transforming their life um, in a positive or negative way um i i saw this a lot last year when we went to lockdown how many people just went through the usual customers running around and they would just you know how was i oh how are you doing today and they were just like i lost my job like this that like i can get unemployment like all those little things and i'm asking you you know as just someone helping a crew you know like it's helping someone in in a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, because it's super fast. So I feel like if, if I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm making a huge difference, but if those people can get asked from their family members more often, I don't feel that we'll feel the pressure to like all completely like, uh, you will be surprised how many like usual customers that have just stopped and told me the entire story, how they felt that day. Yes, just because yes. of the needing conversation you know the needing of someone actually asking them how you're how they're feeling and another thing that i do wanted to point out that you actually mentioned that you really like is how um 
you know, when we when we were talking about this clinic, um, psychiatric clinic, how like we always figure that like, oh, they're like wrapping this white things mm-hmm. and stuff. And the reality is not that, like how they're poetry painting. And that's where, you know, like a lot of things come through. Like I feel like like a welcome and then repeat it again. <laughs> the media have portrayed us that the only way to heal ourselves, the only way to take care of our mind is through medication or to go into these extreme things right yes it's not how like how you said like a self-love like self-care like you know like take a bath with bubbles i don't know yes <laughs> wine, I don't know. Uh-huh. um do your makeup go run paint oh yes you know, all those things mm-hmm. those are taking care of your mental health but we don't see in that way they all like you know what i mean like when someone tells you like um I mean, what were you da- saying? Dancing or other things. Like, I feel like we actually don't appreciate it once when we actually do it. And then second, we don't see it as those are actually, um, what's it called? Process or um, items that you could do. I don't know what was the word. I'm forgetting the word. But those are actually, um, I don't know. What was the word? Um, I God, I forgot the word, what I wanted to say. But those are actually things that you can do to be in, in the more peace, you know, yes. with your mind, with yourself. And there there are things that you can probably do for free, right? Because mm-hmm. we were talking, you mentioned um, access, right? Within mm-hmm. the Latinx community, a, a lot of us don't have that access, whether it be because of insurance, because, you mm-hmm. know, unable to afford it, because or even if you can afford insurance, there's a lot of times there's a long wait list for therapists, especially right now with the whole uh, pandemic. And that's mm-hmm. really, you know, so these are the small things that we can do when we don't have access to therapists, you know, like if, mm-hmm. if we really intentionally and purposely do these things for the, you know, the betterment of our mental health. Mm-hmm. For, you know, ways of, you know, loving ourselves, caring for ourselves, being more aware of how we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, those are ways that we can, mm-hmm. you know, do take care of our mental health without having to, um, you know, seek, um, I mean, therapy. Not saying that, you know, if you don't, that you don't need professional help because we, you know, mm-hmm. we all may at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you feel that you can manage without having to seek a professional, these are small things that we can do while we're in that hustle and bustle of working. And, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, taking five minutes to just like, you know, even doing like practicing like a breathing technique for anxiety mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like. Like you said, going for a run, a walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even meditation. I, I, I have yes. it in my phone. I, I downloaded meditation and I, I remember doing it the first time. Oh my God. It felt amazing. After that, I do it every, every day because it's like, I never, I never took the time to like close my eyes. Me pongo en el sillón, que nadie me moleste. And I just relax and you just feel your body relax because I, I do a lot of stress. I don't know. I'm, I get stressed because, you know, una mosca se pasó, I get stressed. So, like, <laughs> I get stressed so easily. So, okay. meditation, trying to, like, relax muscles of my everything has helped me a lot. So, that doesn't, like, it, it was really good when I heard you saying because, like, most of us were like, oh, 
cosa, depresión, ah, pues tienes que ir al, al, al terapeuta. You know what I mean? Right. No, it's not, every action is not that. It's, it's creating things that makes you feel more at peace with yourself. You know, like, toda completa. So, um, yeah, so thank you, you know, for sharing all of that. Also, um, I wanted to talk about Que Paso Latinx because I know you, you said you started from a blog, right? And now yes. it's a non-profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how like how the, the idea or like I mean I know it started from your mom, um, and then you know all the all the learning that you have done through the years, um, but like how this nonprofit together from like together from the blog to the now nonprofit started and why like I know we know what advocating for mental health is is mm-hmm. so important, but like. I said right now, especially they said like right now in 2021, why it's so necessary to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Que Paso Latinx is um, my nonprofit, which um, we formalized the the work as an official nonprofit last May. So we'll be a year mm-hmm. this May. And so, <laughs> I know, right? So we, um, I started, that started through a blog which I had, which was called Que Paso Latina. And I started that a few years ago. And I started that because I needed an outlet, right? Like like we were just talking about all these different ways that we can um, take care of ourselves, express ourselves to make us feel good and feel at peace, right? So I started this because I wanted to let out how I felt. So I did this through writing and I did it through my blog. So I started sharing it and online through my website. And then um, I found that I started having these conversations and I started, so Que Paso Latina? Because I wanted to talk about, you know, lo que le pasó a esta Latina, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. but then I started noticing, like I was going out and even just like being at, you know, the bar, being hanging out with friends or even at work. I was starting to have these conversations in person with like everybody. Like they started to Mm. see that I was talking about it through my writing and Mm. they wanted, they started opening and having these conversations with me simply because I was writing and advocating about it through my blog. So I had, I hosted a few events um, while I was writing the blog here in my hometown of Yonkers. And, um, one was for um, BIPOC Mental Mental Health Awareness Month. Then mm-hmm. I did um, a few events for uh, World Mental Health Day, October 10. And so I noticed that people wanted to have this conversation. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk. So I thought to myself, I said, like, I want to be able to scale this conversation and and really just make it bigger and really create more of an impact and so I thought that the best way to do that would um, be to formalize the work through an official nonprofit. and so that's what I decided to do at the top of 2020 it was like right before the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. and then the pandemic Mm -hmm. hit and then I mean you know that happened but (laughs) (laughs) we had to you know so but behind our mission with uh, Que Pasola Mm -hmm. NX is to these stigmatize mental health through healing conversations and culture by educating and empowering the community. So mm-hmm. I spoke to you earlier about the, um, the way I 
my passion for mental health was born, which was through one, it was through my mom and learning about mm-hmm. her condition, right? And then it was really through that education that mm-hmm. I learned along the way, because that's really what changed everything for me. Like I said, it healed my life. Mm-hmm. Just just knowing and learning even just very little too. Just mm-hmm. something as simple as knowing what her bipolar disorder was, what knowing what anxiety is, knowing what depression mm-hmm. is. So for me, I feel through Que Paso Latinx, it's um, mental health education is what we're focusing on because, and especially within the youth, because that's where it starts. And I know for me, if at that young age, I would have had someone say, hey, look, this is what bipolar disorder is. These are the symptoms. These are the behaviors. This is what will happen. And this is what you can do to take care of yourself, number one, Mm -hmm. and then also have a better relationship with her. So mm-hmm. that's what we are bringing to our youth. We're starting here in Yonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, our first program will launch in the fall. And so we're focusing on mental health education. So we're completely non-clinical. So it's really mm-hmm. finding um, the small fossils that we can all take. Mm-hmm. So our tagline is mental health first, one fossil at a time. So literally everything we just spoke about on mm-hmm. this episode yeah. on this episode is, you know, those small puzzles, those small things that we can take, that we can do day to day to take care of ourselves mentally, right? Because like you said, right now it's really um taking care of our mental health is like seeing a therapist mm-hmm. or, you know, being on medications. And so mm-hmm. that's really that's like at the core of what we believe at Kevasola NX is that we have to find these small ways in which we can manage day to day. And so we plan to bring this through the culture. So like we were speaking earlier, like if we can incorporate this through La Cultura and we can show our community that this is completely normal, we all go through Mm -hmm. these things, then um, we're able to debunk mental health in a way and like start to eliminate that stigma. Because we're just yeah. incorporating it into our our normal, you know, things that we do. So, like, um, we mm-hmm. spoke about dancing. Um, we plan to host our first event next month, for Mental, mental Health Awareness Month. Or actually, this is going to air, right, during Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, so um, we plan to host that, um, dancing and mental health. And so this is something so simple but it has a mm-hmm. huge impact on our mental well-being. Mm-hmm. And so um, through the culture, whether it be uh, cooking, through music, through mm-hmm. art, these are the things which we're going to push mental health through through that culture and through the education. So that's what we're about at Kefasola MX. And it's really, um, like I said, focusing on the education because I, and within mm-hmm. our youth, because if we're able to do that, then it starts there. Right. And then this mm-hmm. next generation coming up will already have this different mindset when it comes yeah. to mental health. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, um, I mean, I really appreciate the work that you do with Que Paso Latinx and, you know, incorporating the youth because I mean, sometimes, sometimes I'm saying all the time, but sometimes we think about our mental health, like from our point to up, but what about the generations that are coming? 
What about the resources for them? That way they don't have to go through what we did. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm really like I really I'm really happy to hear that you're incorporating the youth and to incorporate in La Cultura because and then when you were saying that I'm like cooking. Because uh, you know, like our moms or tias that they're always cooking and stuff like that. So I mean that connection, I I mean I'm just thinking right now, like, you know, cooking a veces Navidad se ponen a cocinar todas juntas. This I feel like that's a way to release, you know, emotions and just connect with other people. So I feel like knowing and then I, I know that people uh in your hometown and maybe, you know, outside of your hometown soon uh can benefit from it. That to yes. know that it's normal to know that we can do little things in a family. What's it? Mental health, one paso at a time. Yeah, yeah, mental health first, one okay. paso at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> yeah, like that, you know, like uh, just little steps, little steps, baby steps, como le dicen. Um, uh-huh. And this is like for every age, you know, like from ¿Sí? young, you know, adulto, or like, aunque just then, you know, nuestros abuelitos, sometimes they, I feel like they have so much in their own like in those shoulders sometimes and so i think it's a very good way to incorporate everybody so um yeah this uh, this episode is going to air on yeah what is (laughs) on what's it called may so it's mental health so when is your um when is your event that way if someone listening that lives close by can go yeah so we are shooting for may 22nd um Mm -hmm. So we don't have the date finalized yet, but that's the date we're shooting for. Just waiting for um, a few things to um, be confirmed, but that's most mm-hmm. likely the date um, for the event. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, I I was we were talking about this event before recording, <laughs> and I was like, where can I join? <laughs> so if I you know. live close, yeah, if you live close by, mm-hmm. please please go check it out. It's about salsa and mental health. So let's you know dance mm-hmm. a little bit um but yeah do you want to say anything else before i close it anything uh, i just wanted to say thank you and um i mean like i said i'm always advocating for mental health first one paso at a time because that's really all we have we have to really um focus on being in the moment in the present mm-hmm. um you know not living in the past not living in the future, which is anxiety, Mm -hmm. living in the past, being depression. And so really focusing on the now, being present and working on what we can do today, um, Mm -hmm. one step at a time, you know, like you said, baby steps. And um, and I'll just share like one of my favorite quotes that I I love Mm -hmm. saying. Um, So it's uh, be kind because everyone is going through a mental battle that you know nothing about. Because it and it, uh, that's so true, right? We're all going through something mm-hmm. mentally, and we don't need to know what others are going through, right? Because mm-hmm. we're all, you know, we're all so different, and that's what makes us all so special. Yeah. But like you said, in the morning, you're the first person a lot of people may interact with grabbing their coffee, mm-hmm. and just that smile that you give them, um, mm-hmm. or that you know, hey, how you doing today? Um, no matter how quick it is, mm-hmm. that can change someone's day and you know, turn it around. So makes a huge difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for the quote. That is so, so true. And for everybody that is listening, please, every, every single thing, everything will be linked down below on the episode notes. Also, 
just make sure this is it the first episode of the series so we're going to have like another episode next week which is about trauma and healing so also we have a panel that maria is going to be there too it's going to be on may 29 at 1 30 pacific standard time which all the details for that one is going to be down below if you have any questions about mental health i would really really appreciate you you can send them in the link below under questions too um we'll be answering all of them in the panel so thank you maria thank you i really appreciate all your knowledge and thank you for sharing the story of your mom the story how you learn everything and to bringing all those knowledge that you have brought like acquired through the years through our community because we do need it and then i feel like years like like year the years to come we'll see a more in a community more open about mental health and I, yes. I'm, I'm really hopeful of that. <laughs> right? I know, me too. Me too, yes. If you'd like to support this podcast and my work, you can donate through our website or become a patron. Don't forget to check our website at centralamericanvoices.com where you can subscribe to our mailing list. Follow us on Instagram at Simtown Voices Podcast and on Twitter at Simtown Voices Pod. Like and follow our Facebook page where you can join the Central American Voices Facebook group. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're going to continue sharing these episodes as a video format. But don't forget to come back for our next episode.